This is the happy hour. You guys want a happy hour? Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. Yeah, I'll maybe I'll come for a couple. Here are your hosts, Nick Sainert. I want to know what it's like to commit a crime without having to spend time in jail. And Enrique Alvarez Clary. C is for chunk. Brought to you by Empire Fence and Netting. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Happy Wednesday. This is the happy hour, 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. Nick and Rico joining you. Rico, what's up? Hello. How's your day going? So far, so good. So, except for the fact that my car's in the shop and I gotta pay an exorbitant amount of money. That's a big word. Nice job, Rico. Thank you. I like Could you spell it out? Nope. Okay. Well, is E-X-O-R-B- a T A N T. Exorbitant. I was not listening. I was looking at the meme that Yeah, Thomas I know. Yeah, I figured. Did you get it right? I don't know. Uh, anyway, <laughs> here we are. <laughs> I wouldn't that I was just a waste. That was just a I waste. I don't know how to spell it either, so I wouldn't be able to fact check you. Um four zero two four six four five six eight five, the Honda Lincoln Hotline, the Sarder Heyman text line. Both those open for you guys. Uh got plenty to talk about today. We're going to talk a little March Madness um, and their viewership numbers for both men's and women's tournaments, uh, a little bit of World Baseball Classic, uh, those viewership numbers, so it kind of all just works together uh, because they are rising for everything. So uh, we'll give you an update on that stuff. Husker football has a big recruiting weekend coming up this weekend where they are hosting, I believe it's 11 of the top 200 recruits in the country. So, which is pretty, pretty, you know, exceptional if you think about when you when you combine all the 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 details that Nebraska has been struggling over the last couple of years, and and we somewhat saw, I guess, when new coaches get hired, there's a little bit of an increase in energy, I suppose, around the program mm-hmm. and excitement. I think that's there, Rico, but I'm not sure as it's as much as there usually is because we all got stung bad like Husker fans got stung bad from the previous regime that and, is and, and having all this excitement and all this Kool-Aid if you will and all this um, constantly flowing yes and, and it's just I mean from from year one to year three and then year four was kind of like from the opening press conference not even, yeah, not even well, year one true. literally from the first couple of minutes which is crazy because now like we look at back on it and, and Husker fans are being such it's so much more patient now it feels like and just weary maybe patient is even the right word it's like weary and cautious mm-hmm. now I feel like there was a lot of and it it was from the fan base, but it was also from the coaches themselves. A lot of expectations and, and, and unnecessary pressure that they put upon themselves. I mean, you, you do your opening press conference and you say, year two, we're going to be dangerous. Like, yeah. okay, well, that's a lot of pressure for year two. Or, you know, the Big Ten, you know, that whole adjusting thing. Like, that's, again, a lot of pressure on yourself. They did mm-hmm. that to themselves, unfortunately. Um, and obviously, as, as you've seen with the coaching change, it, it, they fell short. So, once again, Nebraska is going to host uh, – 11 of the top 200 prospects nationally and four of the top 50. Hmm. So four out of the top 50 recruits that in the country are, are coming to Lincoln uh, this weekend. But 
And Matt Rule said, the quote, our, our athletic department's a big reason why I think they're really trying to step up to allow us to do things at a high level, and then we're trying to match it with our work ethic. And I think that's one thing that, like, what makes everything so frustrating uh, when you look back at the last 10 or, or 12 years of Nebraska football and how they aren't successful, it's not like the support system hasn't been there. Mm-hmm. That's what, like, and this this predates, I mean, Scott Frost, this goes to Mike Riley and towards the end of Bo, even, if you will, like, what makes it so frustrating and, and also confusing in a way is that how how is Nebraska not able to win more games, right? When there's the support system, there's the funding, there are the facilities. Everything is there for you to be successful, which makes it more mind-boggling. And then also it forces you to – or it allows you to be a little more pissed off than you normally would because Nebraska hasn't been able to have success. And you're sitting there going – not that it should be simple and easy, but in a way, it should be simple and easy to win here in Nebraska. Yeah, you like you said, you've got the support system, and despite the lack of success that Nebraska has, has had throughout the years, you can see that it still carries some weight. The, the, that, that, the red N, the University of Nebraska, still carries some weight in recruiting circles, in the recruiting market, because... It's not like Nebraska is starved for talent. They're mm-hmm. getting, you know, top, you know, top fifty doesn't sound very great, but they're getting top fifty recruiting classes, top top thirty recruiting classes, even after you know not having gone to a bowl game for for four years. They're getting, you know, um, pretty high level recruits. They're getting pretty high level recruits to come in for visits, even um, despite not having really any success. So the amount of support that the fans in the athletic department have been showing for, for all these years and the amount of, of un, of not unnecessary of confusing um, love that it's getting from recruits, despite mm-hmm. the lack of success makes you believe that Nebraska should have more success on the field because you've got, Everything that a successful program needs, mm-hmm. everything that you need, you've got the facilities, you've got the players, I, you know, you've got the coaches, whatever you want to say, you've got the support system in the fans, you've got the support system in the in the athletic department, you have everything that a successful program needs, except for the success. So, Milkman Texan, do you guys have names and positions of the visitors? Yes. So, we'll run through them. Uh, hopefully, it's, and these these rankings come from the twenty four seven Sports Composite. Um, so obviously, Dylan Raiola is the the headliner, number one overall. Yeah, Everybody he moved knows back. that. Really? Yeah, he was. He's he no dropped, longer number he one. Was, no, he moved back to number one. Oh, okay. He was number one. He was still the number one quarterback. Gotcha. But then he dropped to number five, the number five recruit, still the number one quarterback. Okay. But then I guess he's back up to, back number, to one. number one. Yeah. So here we are. So uh, Dylan Raiola headliner. Then you have wide receiver Ryan Wingo from St. Louis who is the 18th rated player in the country. That is a place that Nebraska has it's just a, the, the black yeah. hole, the St. Louis area. Nebraska hasn't had much success. Uh, that's something that if you ask any recruiting, you ask Mike Schaefer, it's very confusing. Mm-hmm. Nebraska just can't draw players from St. Louis. Uh, number the, the other Another guy is offensive tackle Brandon Baker from, Santa, or from uh, California, who's rated 36th in the country. Uh, wide receiver Ryan Pelham of Long Beach, California, is coming, and he is rated the 50th overall player. So those are four top 50 prospects. Okay. Um, quarterback Dylan Raiola, wide receiver Ryan Wingo, offensive tackle Brandon Baker, and wide receiver Ryan Pelham. Then the other guys that are visiting, because we mentioned that 
They're uh, hosting 11 of the top 200 recruits. Other ones, tight end Jaden Riddell of Raymore, Missouri, 68th overall. Running back Nathaniel Frazier from California, 102nd nationally. Wide receiver Gaitlin Bear of Burley, Idaho. Never met somebody from Idaho. That's kind of crazy. Hmm. Uh, I'm not sure it even exists sometimes. He's rated okay, Nathan. Uh, he's rated 129th overall. Offensive lineman Grant Bricks of Logan, Iowa is rated 145th. B-R-I-X? Yeah. Bree. Is it Bree? No, Bricks? I was just saying that's a great okay. last name. Okay. I, was, I thought I was, you were trying to correct me on that. No, no. I was asking for the, spe- the spelling. Yeah, B-R-I-X. Because if it was B-R-I-C-K-S. Would have been a little normal. Weird. Yeah, just normal. Would have been a little um, Andrew Sprague of Kansas City, 160th in the country. Tight end, this is a big one, the number one player in the state of Nebraska. Mm. Tight end Carter Nelson of Ainsworth is coming. He's rated 156th in the country. And then last but cer- certainly not least, edge rusher Jacob Smith of uh, from Connecticut, who is rated 183rd in the country, are scheduled to visit. This weekend, What's some big names. Um, also, in, in case you guys uh, did not or have not heard in elsewhere, Nebraska hosted four-star edge rusher, rusher Willis McGahee, the fourth of Miami. That name sounds yeah, familiar. That sounds familiar. Uh, he visited earlier this week. They hosted a soon-to-be high four-star or even a five-star quarterback in the 2025 class named Stone Saunders of Harrisburg, mm. Pennsylvania on Saw Tuesday. That. Stone Saunders of Harrisburg. Harrisburg, what uh, NFL player is from Harrisburg, Rico? Um one of the biggest steals yeah. in the in the NFL draft in recent my, in recent memory. Oh my gosh. He plays for the Cowboys. He's he does an edge rusher. For, yep. I li- I have all of it. And I came, went to Penn State. He wears number 11. Micah Parsons. I can't remember his name. Wow. I have everything. So Micah Parsons is from Harrisburg. Funny enough, I, I will never forget in that recruit, that recruitment of Micah Parsons. Like, we were sitting there, and I remember watching some of his tape, and he was playing running back for Harrisburg. Yeah. And I was like, this is so unfair for anybody that has to try to tackle speed, Micah Parsons. Speed for days. So. Also, playing against the Cowboys on Madden, your quarterback has no time. With Micah, Micah Parsons, Parsons yeah. edge, it gets through no matter who your left tackle or right tackle is. Yeah, he gets through every time. Um, Ridiculous. Okay. So then, from Nebraska, in addition to Carter Nelson, David, or excuse me, Davon Hall from Bellevue West, the wide receiver, is visiting, mm-hmm. as well as Isaiah McMorris, who is also a, a Bellevue West wide receiver. There we go. And Omaha West Side safety Caleb Benning hmm. are all visiting. Nebraska seems like a really big weekend, huge. Because yeah, so you have four guys from Nebraska: Carter Nelson, Davon Hall, McMorris, and Benning. Then you have obviously the number one player in the country in Dylan Riola, and you have ten of the other top a hundred and let's see, lowest number is eighty three. So one hundred and eighty three recruits in the country. N- not to say, and, and when we talk to um, Steve and, and Zach, and we'll, we'll talk to Zach on Friday, Zach Carpenter of Inside Nebraska on Friday ahead of this big recruiting weekend. But when you talk to them, they might not expect commitments from this group, these group, the, any of these guys. But you also have an idea after this weekend of who could be real realistic mm-hmm. for this staff to go grab. It would be really early for these guys to come in. It's it's a junior day because well, all these guys are. What? I would say I would say one of them. One of uh, the quarterbacks, the quarterbacks and and in state guys still early. I, 
I don't think it's as early as we think it is. The quarterbacks and in-state guys, I don't. I don't think. It's I mean, as they early. haven't even started their senior year. I think it's You're pretty right. early. I think it'd be pretty early. I, I, it depends just if they to want me, to get it out of the way. I mean, yeah, think, of, I think about it. We're, there are some so, who like to get it done, you know, right before the football season or or something yep. like that. You know, there, like you said, there are others who would like to get it out of the way and get it done before their senior year even starts. Um, but I would expect some of these, if if they're going to commit to Nebraska, I don't really expect any directly after this. But sometime in the summer, probably the earliest for for the guys coming on this. Visit. Well, I mean, think about think about in recent years. I mean, it's top two hundred. Like they have. I understand that anywhere they want to go. But think about like recent years, how big of recruiting weekend spring games were. Mm-hmm. We're a month away. A month yeah. from today is the spring game, and so you sit here and go, "All right, you know, maybe like I said, maybe they don't commit." publicly but that that doesn't include silent commits to mm-hmm. silent pledges it also doesn't include um yeah but we don't know the those, future so count. the future for return ship, trips the mm-hmm. possibility for return trips uh because you know you know Dylan Ryle is planning to come back on that April 22nd day for the spring game is that going to shape up to be another huge recruiting weekend for Nebraska you oh, would assume definitely. so you would assume so anytime you've got the number one recruit it's a massive recruiting weekend not matter who yeah. else you got on campus. That's a good point. It'll That's be good massive point. regardless. Um, okay, so yeah, so a huge recruiting weekend. Once again, we'll we'll talk to uh, Zach Carpenter of Inside Nebraska on Friday ahead of this junior day because this is and, – and, and give credit to Mitch Sherman of The Athletic because he wrote a really good article today on The Athletic, um, and it starts out with, there never has been a week like this for Nebraska in recruiting. So uh, it's, it's definitely a very exciting time. Um, but once again, I think it's it's met with a lot of uh, caution and, and weariness from Husker fans, and understandably so. Understandably so. Gotten burnt so many times and time and time again that uh, it's it's hard to get excited maybe about what you hear mm-hmm. in March because of getting your not. I don't want to say heartbroken, but like that's basically what it is. Getting your hopes up, just to have them shattered. With, just, a week, that's why I, with, with a week three loss to Georgia Southern, just do what I do and have no hope. That's such a fall. That's there such you a go. Lie. Just, just, just sit around and and don't think that anything good is going to happen. So when good things happen, you're you're super excited, super pumped. Exactly, uh, Rico. You're going to Lawrence tomorrow. I am. You're going to Lawrence, Kansas it'll for the WNIT. My, it'll be my first away. You know, anything. actually out of the state because I went to the I went to two. Crazy right. matchups That's between right. Nebraska volleyball and Nebraska men's basketball. It was my first out of the state away game covering a team, so I'm excited. How, It'll be saying, my first time at Allen Fieldhouse. The fog. The fog. Yep. It'll be fantastic. It's gonna are be we, great. Are what time are we leaving? Or what time are we departing? Uh, whenever you get back with the camera. Okay. That's, be, that's really it. It'll be like 11. Yeah, so that's when I'm leaving. So you're leaving at 11? Take about three and a half hours to get down okay. there. You got your MapQuest directions printed yeah, out? I have my phone. You I'm youth. not printing. I'm not printing out directions. You use and all your technology. You're an old man. You you're so. You want to know how old Nick is? No, 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 no. People get mad. On, how old Nick people is? People get mad on Twitter if I talk about how I feel old. He has an analog clock. Not analog. A uh, what? What did you call this? Just a normal. He clock? has. He has an old school alarm clock. Shout out to AD. It went off. Did it really? Yeah, it did during the captain. Are you serious? It's very loud. So because I, I think what happened with it is there's this little button back here. That it's the alarm. Yeah. And you set the alarm, and I was playing with it on the air. It went off. But then I realized that it was the alarm, and I thought, ah, but I can't even see where my where the, the alarm would be set. Mm-hmm. There's no it, no no hand or no dial mm-hmm. turns when you turn that alarm thing, so well, I'm not sure how off you understand. at around 10, 20-something. So, 
Dang. That's what it was set to. That's crazy. I apologize. No, that's um, good. Drumstick says I was so confused. Drumstick says, "How'd you turn it off? Did you just hit it?" I no, I did that and it didn't stop, so I turned it off on the back. Oh, okay. Um, Drumstick says, "I forgot Nick MapQuest still." Everybody should map quest. He's an old man. Everybody should map quest. My name's Nick, and I'm it, an old man. It, if you're worried about construction, it's on there. Map quest is still just fine. Print them out. Depends on how early print you print it out. out. Print them out, staple them together, and you're all good to go. Or you could just have your phone tell you. Youths. Um, Tom, listen. I need, I need podcast recommendations. The 93.7 The Ticket app and yeah. theticketfm.com. You're right. Come on, Rico. Be listening to that. Wait, hold on. So if I leave at eleven, I'll be listening to Water Cooler and the happy Captain hour. Water. Cooler the end and of happy the Captain hour. Water Cooler Happy Hour. A little bit of on the block, kind of on the block, and then I'll get then I'll get to my then hotel. Get to check in and some yeah. food recommendations. That's what I need from Lawrence. Lawrence is Lawrence is actually a decent town. I uh, played baseball at the University of Kansas's field. Did you? A couple of year or a couple years ago, I nice, ran on their track. Nice, nice little turf field. They're new, they're new. Had one. one of my best summers playing at Kansas. Look at um, that. Anyway, anyway, so yeah, uh, Thomas and Lincoln says bleep you, Rico, for leaving Nick without with us without you. He's left me plenty of times. It's not, it's yeah. it's only fair. Well, I I think he's mad because he has to listen to me tomorrow and not you. It's fine. I'll be Nick fine. Is, Nick is good at what he does. Plus, depends he'll have he'll have uh, he'll have Austin. Yeah, yeah. You get you get to hear Austin as well. You get so. Austin with Bach, and you get Austin with Nick. There you go. And then Austin with Strick. And like Austin with Strick. You get a lot of Austin. Uh, let's go ahead and take our break. When we come back, I, I want to talk Husker baseball um, because they had a crushing defeat yesterday. Sad. Um, so we'll, we'll we'll dive into that one a little bit. Will Bolt not too pleased with how the uh, Husker baseball team is is showing up right now, especially the pitching staff. And then we'll get to the the viewership numbers from the NCAA tournament and uh, the World Baseball Classic coming up next on Happy Hour. Follow Nick and Enrique on Twitter at Nick underscore Sainert and at Radio Rico AC. More of Happy Hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.